Well, Vertical, as I said, a lot has happened over the last like really week and a half. And so I uh, have been tempted, honestly, to get on here and tell you a lot of different things. It wasn't my plan to even be teaching, really. It wasn't my plan to teach last Monday. We were supposed to have a guest. Our plan was to do men's and women's night. This week, we were gonna have our friend Jenny Allen come and teach the girls. I was gonna teach the guys. It was gonna be this amazing night. And so really nothing has gone according to plan. And so as I was thinking about, you know, what is it that our people need to hear? I thought of like a ton of really great content, you might think. Like seriously, I'm like, man, now is the time for families to come together and for God to be glorified. We're, we're meant to, to lead our families to, to come together, be unified, all these different things. It's time to work through some of the healing of our past. It's time to ask our parents questions to learn from them. It's time to be challenged with them. It's, it's time to do all these different things with family. Or maybe some of you students uh, need to learn what it looks like to just have rhythms of life. You know, what it's like to actually, you know, do the dishes every day, wake up every day, read the Bible when you have nothing else to do. Uh, you know, what do we do with this time? So just creating rhythms of life and all these different things. Or maybe we could do a, a sermon on what do we do in leading through a crisis? Like, what do we do as leaders in crisis? You know, get creative, be innovative, do all these things, always serve, you know, those kinds of things. And honestly, those are all great things. But what I was really tempted by was to give you good advice. And now more than ever in this world, you're gonna be tempted to even tell your neighbor or your friends or your roommates or your parents, if they're your new roommates, whoever it is, your siblings, like now more than ever before, you're gonna be tempted to give good advice. And this is no time for good advice. This is time for good news. We must turn to the scripture because all of the scripture points to the good news of what Christ has done. And the good news is this, that Jesus Christ didn't count equality with God something to be grasped, so he came down in the form of a man. And he served mankind, and he loved mankind so much that he gave up his life. He took a death that he did not deserve, and the reason why he didn't deserve death is because he was actually sinless. But he took on death, the punishment that we deserve, and he rose from the dead. After a few days, he rose from the dead to prove that he really was who he said he was, the Son of God, the Son of Man, that he was sufficient for the payment of sins. His blood was the only way that we could be made right with God. That is the news, that is the good news, the hope that we need for everyone around the world right now. And I'm telling you that because there will be good advice. And, and I even do hope to give some good advice at different points as we journey these next couple of weeks. But the most important thing every single day is that everything we do would first come from the good news of what Christ has done for us. And then it should inform everything else that we do. Yes, go serve. That's good advice. But we serve because we were first loved and served because of what Christ has done. Yes, we be creative, we be innovative, we, we bring uh, food to others that are in need, we buy groceries for people that are in need, we, that have a need for daily bread, yes. But that comes first from understanding that Christ, his body was the bread of life and that was what was most important to you and to me. And so everything we do is gonna be rooted in 
the good news. And so I want to just open up the scriptures, honestly, to a verse that maybe you've heard in times of crisis, like this is a famous passage. It's actually been on my heart for the last couple of weeks and even months, even before this crisis was happening. And so if you want to join me in turning to Joshua 1, we're going to be in the scriptures there. What you need to know about this text is that uh, What's happening is Moses had been leading God's people, Israel, all through the wilderness. And God was going to take them into this promised land, this land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses isn't the one to take God's people into this promised land. Joshua is. And so we find this really powerful verse that a lot of people are quoting right now. It's, be strong and courageous. And I honestly, I, I love that. I think it's an amazing thing that all of us uh, should listen to and heed. But I'd love to just take a moment to just dive even deeper into that passage and really uh, take out some meaning uh, of what that could mean for us today, other than just be strong and courageous. Like, I think there's so much here that we can learn right now. And so if you'll, as I said, turn in your Bibles, we're gonna be in Joshua 1, verses six through nine. And so we see this, this command of be strong and courageous actually happens three times in these few verses. And so let's start in verse six. It says this, be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to your fathers to give to them. And so, as I said, like Moses was leading God's people all uh, through the wilderness to get to the promised land, but Moses isn't leading those people. And so what God is saying to Joshua, that's who's speaking right here. God is commissioning Joshua. It's very important. He's commissioning Joshua to be strong and courageous. And you sh- for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to your fathers to give to them. And so what, what God is telling Joshua is be strong and courageous with the purpose that I have given you. Notice this. Like, we're not Joshua. Newsflash. Like, here's the reality. Being strong and courageous is a good thing. But what you must understand is that God was encouraging and commissioning and challenging Joshua to be strong in the purpose that God has for Joshua. And Joshua, as the leader of Israel, is who God had in time, who God meant for to lead his people into the promised land. And so I want you to just stop at the first verse here and just see that we're meant to be strong and courageous in our purpose. The first thing we must understand is that we're meant to be strong and courageous in our purpose. And the rightful uh, next question is, what is our purpose? Like, what is it now? Now that Christ has come, this is the Old Testament. There's a New Testament, a new covenant because of what Christ has done, because Christ has come, he too has given us a commission. He too has given us a purpose. I'd say we have a twofold purpose. One, to know him and two, make him known. I'd love to prove it really quickly to you. First, John 15, a verse and chapter that we go to all the time at Vertical. Now is the time more than ever before to know Christ, to find our life in him, to abide in him, that he is the true vine and we are the branches. Like we are branches that are meant to be connected to the vine. We're not meant to find life in absolutely anything else. We're meant to know him. That's our purpose. So be strong and courageous in our purpose of knowing him. And what I think is beautiful about this right now is, and it's, it's challenging to even say it's beautiful, but, but what's crazy is all the other things that we've looked to for life, 
whether you're a college student sitting at home and you found life in the frat world for a little while, or maybe the party life, or maybe something even good like academics, like that's not a bad thing inherently, but you've looked to find life in academics. And now academics looks different. Now your fraternity or sorority looks different. And now maybe it's sports. Maybe all you do all day is just keep up with sports or this or that. Like it doesn't even matter. Maybe, maybe you're one of those people that just finds life in control and, and finding security. Maybe you're a parent and, and you've tried to find life in, in wealth and success. Or I, I don't know where you are, but one of the blessings of this season, I, I'm not here to talk about how you know a virus is, is a gift, but I will say that there is something good that it's exposed in me. And it's like, man, where do I turn to life? And I just want you to know, for me personally, I'm like a go-getter. I, I want to be productive. And sometimes I find more life in being productive and producing things than in just knowing that I'm loved by God and just finding life in Christ. And what's really hard for me right now is that I'm self-quarantined. Other people are out here, you know, serving people, bringing people things because they know they're healthy. They know that they haven't come into as, as much contact with people that have the virus. I personally, being in England, being in London, being in Northeast England, being on trains in the underground, being in airports, Heathrow, DFW, all these different places, I just know that it's possible that I have something that I don't even know because I'm young and, and healthy and I could be a carrier, so I'm going to self-quarantine. And so it's exposed this just desire for performance that I, I know I've dealt with before, but, but it's exposed that like, man, now isn't the time for me to do some of those things. I don't need to find life in what I can do. I find life in what Christ has done for me on the cross. And so the first purpose that we all can be strong and courageous in is knowing God. Second is in making him known. It's in loving the people around us. It's in serving the people around us. It's in being unified as a body of Christ to, to reach the people around us. As I said earlier, maybe uh, serving through uh, taking groceries to people that you know can't go to the grocery store because they have a diagnosis. Or maybe it's serving by just checking in on friends in all these different ways. And what I want you to know in, in making God known that we've been given a commission as well. Just as Joshua was commissioned to take God's people into Israel, we've been given a commission to make disciples of all nations. And there's really no like, unless there's a virus. No, no, no. It's make disciples no matter what. Always. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is exactly what we're called to. And so I just want you, maybe we'll put a pause on some of the baptisms, but reality is making disciples is exactly our purpose. And we make disciples through evangelism and through discipleship. Like we, discipleship, I would say is twofold. One, people knowing him and two, growing in their knowledge and understanding of who God is through God's word. And so all that to be said, like none of those things need to stop. And just as God commissioned Joshua to be strong and courageous in Joshua's purpose, I want us in this season to rightly just wake up and be strong and courageous in the purpose that God has given us to know him, abide in him, and to make him known by serving, evangelizing, and making disciples. And so know him, make him known. Let's be strong and courageous in those things. Let's keep reading in the text in verse 7. It says this, it, God gets a little dramatic in his conversation with Joshua. He says, only be strong 
and very courageous. I love when God gets a little bit dramatic. I myself can be dramatic sometimes, so I appreciate this. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And I just want us to see here that the second emphasis of being strong and courageous isn't on like getting jacked. It's not go be strong and courageous, work out and make sure you're really good at, at going to war, Joshua, right? Because he's supposed to take God's people into the promised land. He's about to take God's people into war. And what he says to only be strong and very courageous in, what he is emphasizing is Joshua's relationship with God and his word. It's a beautiful thing that we see here. The P I'll use here is that we're meant to be strong and courageous in the process. And the process of fulfilling our purpose comes from knowing and spending time with God's word. It's crazy that, that this is even for us in this way, and God is encouraging Joshua to, to not let this book of the law depart from his mouth. And what that means is just like, this is meant to be something that we talk about. It's not meant to be something that we don't talk about. It's meant to be something that comes naturally to us, that comes up in our conversations, something that we know. And what I love here is that you shall meditate on it day and night. It reminds me of Psalm 1. You know, that we may be like, like trees planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. And, and earlier in Psalm 1, it talks about meditating on God's word day and night. And so the process of fulfilling our purpose that we're meant to be very strong and courageous in is spending time in God's word. What an incredible thing that God would tell the commander of an army, Joshua, to really, really, really make sure that you're spending time in God's word. You're meditating on it day and night because this is what's going to allow you to fulfill the purpose that I've called you to. And I'll call this the process just so we can simplify. First, be strong and courageous in God's purpose. And second, be strong and courageous in the process. And so what does this look like for us? For us, this means that we're, we're meant to be obedient to him. And how do we be obedient? We, we know obedience through his word and we live it out, and we acknowledge and align our hearts with God's word each and every day, meditating on it day and night. Meditation is just sitting with it, like reading and sitting with it. That's what this looks like, to, to know and read God's word, that it would be in our minds and our hearts, and it would be something that wouldn't depart from our mouths. Like It would be something that we actually talk about, because it's that much, it's that important to each and every one of us. And so I just want to take a moment now more than ever before, as I said in the first point is, is our time to learn what it looks like to abide. Like, where are we finding life? How are we looking to life? And so I just want to take a quick moment to acknowledge that now is the time to spend uh, time in God's word. And, and the three things I want you to look at, if you're like, I don't even know where to start, uh, start in the book of Mark or actually scratch that. 
Today, Vertical started in the book of Ephesians. Join us at Vertical Waco. We're going through the book of Ephesians. I love the book of Mark. I just started it this past week with some family and friends as well. So you can join us in either one of those. But here's the reality. There are things you need to be looking for whenever you're reading God's word. And I don't know if you learned this necessarily in Christian scriptures or not. I didn't. So this is something that I I use. One, we observe God's word. We just acknowledge like we, we need to read it and just observe it. Then we interpret God's word and then we apply God's word. How does it apply to our lives? We see, we we observe that it says be strong and courageous. We interpret that Joshua is being commissioned in a purpose. So that's the interpretation and application for us in the first part was that we too are meant to be strong and courageous in our purpose. And so uh, observe, interpret, apply. Those are three things that you should be looking for as you read God's word each and every day. And we hope to help you with that in different ways in these coming days. And so I just want you to know that this allows us to read this passage and say, this isn't a worldly strength and courage. This is a spiritual strength and courage that God is encouraging Joshua with, right? Like he isn't saying be strong and courageous and make sure to make sure or make sure your army is skillful and powerful, he's saying, be strong and courageous. Make sure you are in my word. You're being obedient to what I have. And so uh, what I love about this season, again, I'm just trying to um, bring some things to light of positive ways that we can uh, take advantage of this season of COVID-19 and what it's doing to the world. And, And one of the things is it's given us a lot of time. And as it's given us a lot of time, What's, what's interesting to me is that our excuse of not having time has now been exposed. Like our excuse of not having time has now been removed. And so if you're not making time in God's word now, in, in your understanding of the way he loves us, and you're not turning to the scriptures now, then it, it begs the question like, will we ever and for me, what's been interesting about this time is I, I notice in this life, like there are things that distract me. And, and those are the things that keep me from spending time in God's word. For example, I'll wake up, I'll roll over and I'll turn to social media. I'll turn to uh, the news, especially in this season. And those aren't bad things in and of themselves. But when they're the first thing that we start our day with, it definitely can keep us from getting to the very most important thing that we do each and every day, and that's spending time with God and with his word. And so what's interesting is I've noticed in this season, most of us maybe weren't as distracted by the news in the past, or maybe we weren't as distracted by uh, our phones. But for me, what's been really interesting is I used to spend about two hours a day on my phone. And I thought that was pretty healthy. I'm like, this is a pretty good thing. This past week, I just got a notification. I have spent eight hours a day on average on my phone. And that doesn't include time on my computer. And so what's really interesting about this season is that our distractions have changed. But what hasn't changed is our opportunity to be devoted to God. Our opportunity to be devoted to God and his word has not changed, but the distractions are changing ever so slightly. And so I just want to warn you and maybe even ask the question today, like what's keeping you from spending time with God in his word day and night? 
those very things we might need to put parameters around, we might need to um, remove or maybe just not start our day with now more than ever before. And so those things are, are uh, th that's a little bit of good advice, uh, but the reality is this, the reason why God wants us to be in his word is because all of his word points us to this story of what he's done for us. Because I don't know if you know this, but even Joshua imperfectly led God's people into the promised land. Later on in Joshua, it says that men under Joshua uh, took devoted things, i.e. they took evil things when they were told to destroy the evil things. So under Joshua's leadership, even he did not live up to what God had called him to. So he was an imperfect leader. Although he was called to be strong and courageous, he wasn't sufficient. He was an imperfect leader like every single leader in the Old Testament. We have to understand that Joshua is not our Savior. Joshua points us to the Savior. The Savior who was strong and courageous on our behalf. That did not lead with any imperfection, but led perfectly in obedience to the Father. Just as God the Father commissioned Joshua, God the Father called his son to a cross. And Jesus did not make a mistake in his following of the Father. And so we must understand that this, even this story, even right here, it points us to the good news of what Christ has done for us. Even when we aren't strong and courageous, Christ has shown us that even while we were sinners, he died for us. Even when we fail at, at, at being at peace and even when we fail at opportunities to lead, even then, God has shown us his unconditional love. It's already been proven in the past through the cross of Jesus Christ. And so this encouragement to be strong and courageous and be in God's word is really an encouragement that we would be with him so we might be reminded of the love that he's shown us. And that's what his word is bringing to light all throughout. That's what his word is pointing to. And then the last thing is probably the verse that you've heard. Joshua 1.9, this culminating verse, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. There it is, a third time. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. What good words for us today, yes, but many, really for Joshua who's about to go to war. And honestly, I, I do like the way that some people have even said and described COVID-19 as this invisible enemy. What an interesting thing that we too aren't meant to be frightened as we, you know, combat an invisible enemy. We're not meant to be frightened or dismayed. Let me finish the verse. Sorry, just running with those, those thoughts. Um, what Joshua 1, 9, I'm just going to read it again. Have I not commanded you? This is God to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you what a beautiful thing that we get to see as Joshua is being commissioned to take God's people into the promised land. He doesn't need to be frightened. He doesn't need to be dismayed for God is with him. 
what's interesting about this and even kind of the tie and the correlation that I've been making to the Great Commission is that the Great Commission, which is for those that have believed in Christ, who confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, those that are in Christ have this commission that I mentioned earlier as our purpose. And what I love about the end of the Great Commission is it too promises that God will be with us as we go. Like as we go to fulfill God's purpose, we have a promise that he will be with us. And so it's this beautiful thing as we study and as we look at Joshua's commission to be strong and courageous. That he isn't meant to be at fear because God is with them. And because I know that we've been promised that God will be with us, I think we can take the same application that Joshua can take. That he doesn't need to be fearful because God's with him. I think we too can have the exact same courage. We can have the same confidence because of what Christ has done. Because we have God with us. Emmanuel, Christ has come. And then for those that believe, we have Christ in us. We have the Holy Spirit that guides and directs us. He will not forsake us. He has not forgotten. This doesn't even surprise him. All that's going on in the world. He understands and He is with us. He has not left us. He has not abandoned us. This is such sweet and good news. And so, with all that's going on in this world, I just want to encourage you. Let's be strong and courageous in our purpose, in the process of fulfilling that purpose, and lastly, in the promise be strong and courageous in the promise that God has not forsaken us. He has not left us. He is with us. And for those of you that don't really believe that God's with us, or maybe you don't really believe that God is good, you, you think that this is, uh, that God isn't in control, I just want you to know that, that those are all lies. And so if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't know him personally, now more than ever before, is it is so important for us to know what Christ has done for us on the cross and resurrecting from the grave and then ascending into heaven and has allowed us to be in right relationship with God the Father through a relationship with Christ the Son. And because of all of this, we can be strong and courageous in all of these ways because we know that God is with us. We can be in relationship with God. We can walk with him. And so now it's being exposed what our hope is in, all the other things that we've tried to find life in. And so now is the time, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, to, to acknowledge that you need a savior. You need a hope outside of you know the things of this world, the idols of this world, whatever it is, you need a savior. And I'm here to tell you and even encourage you that Christ is the only way to true life. Christ is the only way, truth, and life. And so I just want you to know that now is the time. If you haven't made that decision, and if you have, now's the time to draw near, to seek him, and be strong and courageous in these three ways, as I've encouraged you with um, tonight. The last thing I want you to know is uh, that they always joke that college is, uh, you know, the time where faith becomes their own and where people leave God or they um, choose to follow God. And I really do believe that college is such a formative season for many people. But what's interesting is that I've noticed that 
Really, even this time of crisis is when our faith becomes our own. Even if we're back home and we're with our family and we're told like, this is meant to not be your family's faith, like even for them, even for you now, it's still a time where your faith has to become your own. I'm seeing it in parents, I'm seeing it across all generations where we look to, what we find life in, we are really finding out what we really believe in. And so I just wanna encourage you, I have seen a lot of people respond to this in a lot of different ways. And one of the greatest ways I've seen, and one of the ways I've been most encouraged is the people who are responding in faith. The people who are rising in, to the occasion to serve, to care, to love for the people around them. They, they aren't buying into the hype. They're being informed rightly by the news, but they aren't letting it drive them into these dark places of just you know depression. They're, they're being informed, but they're looking to serve. They're, they're seeking for opportunities to, to care for the people around them. They're looking for ways to love their neighbor. They're looking for opportunities to even show and give the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And so I just want you to know that I am so encouraged by so many different students. There's even students that have started uh, to, to pile up toilet paper and give it out to different people. I even know of a student who's looking to raise funds to help support Waco businesses and all sorts of incredible things. Those are the ways that we are meant to serve and I love the creativity. I love and I'm so encouraged by all that God's people are doing in faith and just rising to the top of getting to be used by God, being strong and courageous and understanding their purpose and how they do that, the process, and even rightly understanding that we have a promise that God is with us. He is not going to leave or forsake us. He is going to, he is going with us and he is actually using us as we go and seek to do his will. He is working through us. And so I just want you to know, I'm so encouraged. I'm so proud by the faith of so many. And so I just wanna encourage everyone to rightly respond. And, and, and I just wanna even close by um, acknowledging the sadness. Um, something I've noticed is that a lot of seniors are really, really, sad, rightfully so. I've even had a lot of other students acknowledge they're sad for the seniors. I personally am very sad for the seniors, but also for our basketball team. You know, all sorts, both basketball teams. Uh, there are so many things uh, that we can rightly be sad about. You know, even in the Beatitudes, Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. And so I want you to know it's okay to mourn, to acknowledge the loss of whatever, Whatever it may be, this isn't just some you know, blind faith. This is going to God with the thing that we are sad about, with the thing that we are mourning, and he will comfort us. He will, will reveal himself to us in a way through his word, through time with him. He will comfort us in rightly understanding how to process uh, what's going on in, in the world. And so I just want to encourage you seniors, and it, it's not over. Like you still have an opportunity for impact. Every single student has an opportunity for impact from here on out. And I don't wanna make light. I don't want this, this separation and this proximity to change your ability to be a part of what God is doing in Waco and around the world. And so seniors, 
take full advantage of this time. If you have any ounce of regret, I would encourage you to fully leverage what remains of the semester and maybe even the summer to do absolutely everything you can to, to fulfill God's purpose for your life so that you don't have to live with an ounce of regret because of what's been going on. I love each and every one of you. I miss all of you dearly. I'm really excited for these coming weeks. I trust God. I've mourned and I've been sad. I've been frustrated. I've been confused, but I've left every day, each day, just turning to the Lord, just have left encourage that he is a God who is worthy to be trusted. And if we can trust him with our salvation in the cross of Jesus Christ, then we can trust him in other stuff, no matter what that other stuff is. If we can trust him with our eternity, we can trust him with our today. And so I just want to encourage you. I love y'all. I'm proud of you. And I can't wait to see you soon. Um, Why don't we go ahead and just close by praying together. God, thank you for your word. I pray that you would help all of us to be strong and courageous in our purpose. Would you help us to be strong and very courageous in the process of fulfilling that purpose and as we seek you and spend time with you? And then lastly, Lord, would we believe the promise that you're with us, that we, we have not been forgotten, we have not been abandoned, that you are a good, good God. And you proved how good you were because you loved us enough to send your only son on our behalf. That's how much you loved us. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to be strong and courageous in this season. Help us to raise up in faith, not knowing what tomorrow holds, but trusting that you hold tomorrow. Lord, would you help us to be strong and courageous in our trust in you? And Lord, I pray for those that don't know you around the world, would they they seek to find hope and would they find it in you? Would our people be a, a light in this dark world and would people turn to our people because of the work that you're doing in and through our lives? Lord, we love you and we pray all this in your son Jesus' name, amen. Hey, real quick, before we respond with worship in this, these coming moments, I just want you to know, if you have a question of what it really looks like to follow Jesus, to have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to know that you can email me personally. My email is dale at verticalministries.net, or you can DM any of our social medias. Our team will connect you to me or a different staff member. We'd love to connect with any or anyone that has questions of what it looks like, or maybe even just have questions about uh something that I said tonight. And so feel free to respond and uh, interact in that way. We'd love to connect with you in whatever way that we can help you. If you have questions about what local churches to connect to, we'd love to help you with that as well.